Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Street Profits Podcast. I'm the host Luke and I'm excited to be here with you today. All right, so we are on part four of our four-part series, Jesus, the Way, the Truth, and the Light. And uh, this episode is is titled Seed and Soil. So uh, first of all, everybody, welcome to the Holy Week. This is, uh, you know, our most famous week here as Christians. And uh, it starts off here with Palm Sunday. You know, it starts off on a high note here with Palm Sunday, goes to a very low note on Good Friday with Jesus' arrest and crucifixion, and then back on the high note with his uh, resurrection on Sunday. So, uh, you know, thinking about Palm Sunday and everything, you know, this this high note of this cycle that we go through with Holy Week, it brings me to uh, the fact of what actually happened, right? And I believe it's in uh, John 12. Uh, verses 12 and 13, it talks about that uh, people had heard that Jesus was coming um, to the city for the Passover, and all these pa- um, Passover visitors went and grabbed palm palm leaves, and they came down to greet him. When they did, they came down and they laid him down in front of the donkey he was riding in, and they proclaimed, you know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And, they, you know, they cared so much about, about him, the king of the Jews, right, the Messiah, that, uh, that they laid down these palm palm branches so he couldn't even touch the dirt, right? That's what type of, of adoration they had for him. It was, you know, probably the single highest note in uh, Jesus' earthly ministry, right? Being proclaimed the Messiah uh, on earth. And uh, I started really meditating on that, you know, being Palm Sunday and everything. And uh, it, came, it kept coming across me over and over again, um, him and the separation from the dirt, right? And that made me you know, kind of pray and get into things a little bit more. And as I did that, over the course of the week, uh, I wound up coming across uh, the parable of the sower, right? Which I've also heard referred to as the parable of the seeds. And that is in, um, it's in a couple different places in the scriptures, but Luke 8 is one of them. Go ahead and pull it up here and read it. It says, uh, one day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed as he scattered it across his field. Some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell up among rocks, began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for a lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and it choked out the tender plants. So other seeds fell on fertile soil. The seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as it as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Right, so, you know, this is one of the few parables where Jesus actually explained to his disciples, they asked him, and he, uh, and he actually explained to him about, you know, this talking about God's word and our ability to hear it. But in a lot of parables, Jesus didn't explain anything to anybody. You know, it's kind of left uh, on ourselves to discern what the right answer was and, you know, take from it what we can. And that, you know, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. But one thing that's very good about it is it, it's one of the things that helps the, the Bible be a living, what we call God's living word, where you can, you can read a parable and because of how it is written and what's going on in your life, it might say something to you. The Holy Spirit might say something to you different this time as compared to, you know, the next time you read it and you're going through something else, and it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people depending on how the Holy Spirit helps you discern that. And that's, you know, really a benefit compared to telling a straight 
you know, line by line, rule by rule story. So um, when, because this one is actually explained by Jesus in the story, I decided to try to discern this one myself through prayer and really think about how I wanted to go with it. And I had this um, very cookie cutter idea of us being the seeds and um, the different environments that the seeds ended up in being our different environments that we can put ourselves in. And, you know, basically going through the sermon that said, you know, if you, if you put yourself in good soil, you know, surround yourself with good people and good habits and good things that you're going to grow a lot better or not, which is all true. Don't get me wrong. It's all true. Uh, But it was just so, it was so vanilla. Yeah. So vanilla and cookie cutter, but that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And then uh, that's when the Holy Spirit kicked in and I had a, a message shift per se. Um, And it started with, uh, I was talking uh, with someone very special in my life. And this someone that uh, was quickly, very quickly uh, starting to mean the world to me. And she was telling me a a little bit about her past and uh, some of the the trauma and, and, you know, the trials and tribulations that she's been through in her life. And, you know, definitely not going to get into any details. It's not my stories to tell. Um, But I was listening to her. And as I was listening, I was thinking about, you know, all of, all of this stuff that she told me about and all the, all of the pain and the suffering and growing, but yet still, she's still this very beautiful and vibrant person. And uh, it hit me when we were conversating and I told her this, I was like, there's an actual beauty in your scars. There's a beauty in your scars. And as I, as I went over the scripture over and over again, and I thought about this term beauty in your scars, I started to, to re-see a different message that I wanted to give here to you today. And uh, still very similar uh, in the way of we ourselves as the seeds, right? And, you know, we're landing in different spots. But uh, in much like life, where a lot of us end up in spots that we didn't necessarily put ourselves in, life just kind of went that way. So were these seeds being thrown by the farmer. You know, the seed that landed in the footpath and got eaten by the birds is, he didn't want that. He wanted to land in good soil, right? And grow into be a big plant. But that's where he went, right? Because he was thrown, much like life throws stuff at us. And whether that's God purposely putting us in a place or if our own free will has put us in a place or someone else's free will or sin has put us in a particular place, all these things happen. We still end up in a place. And uh, much like a seed that has to sit in the dirt, right? You bury a seed, you put it in the dirt, and you camp it down, and it's in that pressure, the dark pressure in the, in the water, right? It seems like it's almost lost. Nowhere to go, it's being crushed, being crushed by that that pressure, that's the very pressure that it actually needs to grow. It's that, it's that environment that even though, you know, some of these things that happen to us in life, because we all have things happen to us and some of them are terrible, um, uh, you know, those environments shape us into who, who we're supposed to be as people. Um, and it's not for us to decide what's terrible for one thing or another. If anybody you know, some, somebody could go through something that someone else might think is really not even a problem, but to them it could be devastating. And then other people could go through things that if someone else went through it, it would, it would completely devastate them. They would never recover. They would be that seed that landed on the footpath and got eaten up or the seed that landed on the rocks and died. They would never make it, right? But we all, we all end up in the environments that we end up in. 
And God uses those environments, that pressure, that darkness to build us and mold us and shape us into what he wants us to be. The, the same strength that it takes to break out of that seed and punch through to the, to the sky is the strength that's built from the pressure that's put on it to begin with. Right. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about a couple things here. One is Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight tells us, and we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This tells us right now that, that no matter what has happened to you in your past, all these things can end up being used for the glory of, uh, of God, for the good of God and to help shape you into who he wants you to be. It's terrible, as terrible as some of these circumstances may be for you or, or not. There are things that shape you, right? And something else we need to keep in mind here is that uh, Psalm thirty four eighteen tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You know, that, that tells me that even if we're in these situations and we're struggling, think that God's with us. He's right there with us all the time, whether you actively see it or you don't. He's still there. He's still he's still there for uh, to ultimately turn everything to his glory. You know, um, they're going back to the the beauty in in the scars. Imagine, imagine the thought process, right? You're you're in the shell. You're you're being beat up by the world. You're closed in. You're condensed. You're feeling this pressure. You're almost breaking. You're crushing. But the same crush is what opens the ability up for you to grow. You need that pressure to grow. Everything in life, growth, you need some sort of friction back. You think when we lift weights, we're, we're pushing against resistance that makes our muscles break down to big build grower or to, to build and, and be stronger and grow. Your an uh, airplane takes off, and it needs that pressure on the wing to l- give it the lifting force. Without the, without the pressure, without the force, the plane's not flying. It's the same concept. The idea that the idea that we're ever gonna to grow into these wonderful things without without dealing with these trials and tribulations just don't exist. We we have to. This is God's way of shaping us. We talked about in the last episode about sometimes He uses His timing to shape us and mold us. This is an instance where he uses his environments and our environments to change us and to help mold us into, into what we are. Sure, you, you can be a fine person without ever going through anything. But most people that I've ever met that have a story to tell, they're those people. They're the ones that you want to be around and hang out with. They're the ones with the most love and the most compassion and uh, you know, the, the ability to be that amazing person that someone else needs in their life. You know, something, a good, a good image I saw when I, when I saw this in my head, right, as I imagine this flower breaking through the very thing that was crushing it, right, the earth was crushing it, the circumstances were crushing it, and it breaks through the dirt and reaches out to the light, the light being the good of God, right? And there it is, a beautiful flower grown and strong, basking in the light, and it's literally hovering over top the same environment that at some point was crushing it. That's a powerful image in my mind for those of you that are suffering and going through things and you don't know if you're ever going to make it out. This is a, a good something for you to see in your head that, you know, in God's time, you're going to break through. 
with God's help, you're going to break through. You're going to survive. You're going to make it. And when you come out, you're going to be this beautiful flower shaped by the circumstances that you were, you were being crushed in. And a real, really a beacon of hope for those that need to see it. You know, we talk about, um, I've always heard the term rescue team, right, for myself. I've referred to myself in previous episodes as like a a lifeguard trying to go out in the water and fight for lost souls to bring back, right? And uh, something to think about for these people that have made it through these situations, right? We've made it through these hard times, me included. These hard times and you made it and you've been saved and you're on the other side. Once you've been rescued, you instantly become part of the rescue team whether that means act actively going out and, and finding those people or just being an example for those people to see. That's important. You, you could be the very thing that, that helps someone else break through. You can be that thing that, that you can be a tool in God's toolbox to help someone bring someone else up through that darkness themselves. It's a very powerful thing, and it's, you know, kind of the, the least we can do for being saved ourselves, Right. So one of the things that's the basis of this whole uh, podcast is uh, Luke 5.31, the scripture that kind of inspired me to start this. And it's, you know, it says, Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So it's not a, it's not a matter of, of somebody being good and somebody not being good enough and that God only needs to save the people that aren't good enough. He's here to save all of us because we're all, we're all broken in some way. We've all been through some things. We've all been that seed that's beat up and beat down and in the earth and being crushed by the very, by the very stuff we need to grow into what we're supposed to be. And it's a you know, very powerful, powerful message to know that he came for us, not for us not to be perfect. None of us are perfect. He knows we were all broken. He, all, he knows we all needed help, and he came to help us. And that's just an absolutely amazing thing. We're going to see here uh, in the upcoming week as we get into Holy Week that, you know, God gave his only son to go through, you know, unimaginable pain and suffering as a sacrifice to us just for this very thing. We can use that pain and suffering as an example of an example of not just um, someone that ultimately came out on the other side okay, but we can use it as an example knowing that this life is going to be painful. We're going to have things that happen to us that can tear us apart, but the price has already been paid. The price has already been paid through Christ Jesus, and this week is the culmination of that. And uh, as we spend our week here in Holy Week, I hope you all take the time to to really sit and pray and think and reflect on that, reflect what was ultimately given for us so that we could be forgiven because we all we all need that that savior, right? We are all sinners in need of a savior. So uh, this is the big week, right? When everybody starts pushing and pushing and pushing about, you know, go out and get more people to church. Go out and get more people to church. And it and it's a it's a good thing, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But it just reminds me that we all need to delve deeper into the fact that 
this is not a religion. This is about relationship. It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ. He is your personal Lord and Savior. And with that, you know, we can do immeasurable things. You know, uh, you can be in any part. You can be in any part of this cycle of growth. You can be a fresh seed. You can be one that's packed down in the dirt, ready to explode. You can be a full-grown flower. And all of us need to be, uh, needs to recognize that, that we're in some part of this in our lives and, and that everything is okay because of Christ Jesus. It is paramount to recognize that. And look for those. You know, if you're, if you're in one part of this season, Look for someone that's in another. There, there are great examples and people that can help you walk from one season to the next. Look for the scars, folks. Look for the scars on those flowers. The beautiful, beautiful scars. Those are the people that can help you. Those are the people that can help lead you through and show you. They're the rescue team. They're the ones sent by God to be a beacon I hope you all find those people. I'm going in this bad boy in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the time we've had today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the beauty in those scars, Lord. Let us be, let us, the ones of us that have those scars, Lord, and have grown to be examples, let us be that example for others, Lord. Let us go out and find the one more that needs your help, Lord. We can't do it on our own, just like we needed you to bust through that soil, it's like we needed you for protection when we were being crushed. We need it now to help find that one more. It is in your almighty and all-powerful name we pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.